0: This is Liz Reed. This is my podcast called Liz Life Guru. I'm a practicing therapist here in Michigan. This show will focus on addiction, mental health issues from beginning to end. I am also in recovery for the past 20 years and have plenty of topics that can help you from A to Z. So let's get started. Gina.
1: Liz. Good to see you today. How are you? I'm well. Good to be seen. Wonderful. Guess what we're talking about today? Oh, you always have some good topics for us. Today,
0: social media and our teenagers. Mm. I'm sure we'll both have a lot of input on that, right?
1: Definitely.
0: There's a lot of dangers to social media as well as positives. So we don't want to totally get down on social media, Mm -hmm. but there's a lot of negativity that goes along with social media. One of those things being teenagers being consumed by it and sometimes leading to suicidal ideation or suicide. Mm-hmm. Do you agree with that? Have you heard a little bit about that? I've
1: heard a bit about that.
0: The World Health Organization says that 700,000 suicides occur every year and that it is fourth leading in the ages of 15 to 29. Mm. That's amazing, right? Mm-hmm. Social media also leads to cyberbullying, which increases the thoughts of suicide by 14.5% and attempts by 8.7%.
1: And these numbers are increasing
0: Yeah, yearly. They yeah, they are. You know what? Uh, it seems like from what I've found from parents and what I have heard from kids that we even pre-pandemic, Children have become increasingly isolated mm-hmm. and depend on social media for everything that they do, and so we're talking about game rooms, forums, uh, platforms, discords, things like that that they use to play their games, interact with other people. And often, when I hear from parents when they when I talk to them in my office, they will say that I encourage my child to meet up with buddies, have you know, hang out with them, bring people
1: to the house, and they just don't want to. Social media has made us very isolated in terms of social interactions, Mm -hmm. and that's alarming to me.
0: That is alarming, because in families that are two-income families now, and you can probably relate to this, some of what we were just talking about before, right? A lot of two, because you were a teacher for 30 Mm -hmm, years, that's a really long time, Mm -hmm. so you see this all the time. Mm -hmm. Um, What is the... Would you say the... um, the rise of two-income families is now in comparison to when you started teaching. What, what, the rise, what do you mean? Like how many, like in the beginning, mm-hmm. there was probably only maybe half the class that had two-income families, and now it seems to be everybody in the family, in your classes, is a two-income family. I think this is a big problem oh, with what we're dealing sure. with now.
1: Yeah, I Did think... Did you that, see an increase? Um... You know, it wasn't in the same district from when I started to when I ended. So it's, yeah. hard, to, it's hard to accurately describe. Mm-hmm. I would say that most of the families were two income. Mm-hmm. I would say that a good portion of the families were a single parent too.
0: Yeah. Divorce is huge, right? 65% right. of our country gets divorced.
1: There were times, you know, that I would know specifically because for like ho- holidays, Father's Day, Mother's Day, Christmas, yeah. I would need to make a double... You know, oh, the, you, he or she has two sure sets of parents, or, yeah. or two, mm-hmm. you know, uh, two moms or two dads or two. Yeah. So we'd have to make so you know. So sometimes you were making double the projects.
0: Yes. And that, which reminds me, that just triggered a memory for me when I was six, when my father passed away, it was only me and one other girl in the school who didn't have a father. Mm-hmm. And her, she, her mother was divorced and my father had passed away. And we were the only two that only had to make one name tag. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's not So those times have definitely changed. <laughs> changed. Definitely, definitely changed. changed. Yeah. It is a, total new, a totally new world now.
1: It is. And it's unfortunate that <clears throat> in everything that our children are facing, that some some factor from a device yeah is is the top of the list sure a lot of these programs or or social media sites have age requirements yeah and I know that from being I was always a k123 teacher and I know in my teaching career that I had parents that would willingly give their children access to some of these social media sites yes. and they certainly weren't Of the age limit. Yeah. So some of this has to fall back to the parent. Why why is it that you see parents indulging their children with access to some social media sites? It's the new babysitter.
0: It's the new babysitter. I mean, it starts at a very young age. You know, I'll see parents hand their kids the phone. They can look up things. They're you know looking on phones and tablets. It's the new babysitter. They can. It used to be movies when we had DVRs and they mm-hmm. could throw a movie and a kid's watching that or cartoons, but they were sporadic. But now this is a sure thing, right? You give a child something to look at or something to do. You're going to be upstairs playing a video game. Seems they're quiet. Mm-hmm. They don't ask for anything except for maybe a new game if they're playing with a bunch of people online. Uh, but what do you actually know about what's going on mm-hmm. you actually have no idea what's going on one of the one of the up things of this though if you can if the, the brighter side of this is most teens these days are not engaging in sex they're not doing as many drugs um, they're but the bottom line to that is there's no social interaction so when they're isolated in the room with their own thought, when they're supposed to be expanding their brain and learning, they're just isolated and sitting there playing mundane games or talking to people they don't know that claim to be one person and could be somebody else.
1: And that's a whole nother topic and a yeah. whole nother show for another time. Mm-hmm. Today we're talking about kids who are isolating, staying with their thoughts, yeah, which are are causing issues and self-doubt and, mm-hmm. and self um, harm. Yes. And danger and danger and danger. So typically
0: when we when when we started with cell phones and things like that and people started taking pictures, oh, that was great, right? You didn't mm-hmm. have to lug a camera around. Well, now with social media, we're posting every positive thing about ourselves on on social media, our best pictures, our best thoughts, our best days. Um, now it's become a tool to attack others. So cyberbullying has become this humongous thing that is really you know, overtaking our young adults. So many parents... Have you ever seen somebody have a meltdown or you talk to somebody who tried to take their phone away from their kid? That is like the mecca of meltdowns, right? That's because all of their life consists of their who, who they represent on social media. How many clicks, how many likes they have gotten, right? I'm, I'm guilty of that. Or I'm on social media. Mm-hmm. Um, I try to hone it down as much as possible and not take things personally, but it's really difficult because people are really mean. Right. really mean on social media.
1: I was recently at an event and um there were some mid 20s mm-hmm. so n- not young children but mid 20 yeah. aged adults mm-hmm. there and they had taken a few pictures and we were at a, a at a function at an at a, at a little event little party and the one girl had taken some pictures and posted it on social media.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And it goes along with what you said because then she proceeded to watch to see how many likes she got on this picture while she was at the event. Sure. And she was saying to her friends, hey, you didn't, go go on social media, go on and, and like my post and like, and she wasn't in the moment of the party. She didn't even wait till she got home from the party mm-hmm. to post the picture. She did it right there and then was fixated on the fact that she wasn't getting the likes that she thought she would be sure. getting when most of her friends were at this party. Yeah. So yeah. you yeah. see some unhealthy behaviors because absolutely people are not enjoying mm-hmm. any
0: the, of the any of the positives, right? right? It's most, uh, your life is not based on clicks. I mean, look at yourself when you're looking through social media. Do you like everything you like? No, because you don't want it to keep coming back, right? right. There's a lot of stuff you like, but you just scroll through, mm-hmm. right? And but for children, you know, this is uh, young adults, teenagers whose frontal lobes are not completely developed. This is. Their peer groups are everything to them and all that matters to them is their peer groups. That being said, though... When we're focused on just this device, focused in our bedroom, just doing our thing in our in our bedroom, and not doing anything else, we're not socially interacting with others. We aren't putting that down and and finding our own independence. We're not getting out there in the world and you know um, finding uh, defeat or and and victories in our lives. We're just totally concerned about what people think of us.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And when we're a teenager, young adult. All we care about on a good day is what people think of us, right? Because we're establishing who we are, what our peers think of us, and who we are, and how we represent ourselves. That is a long, convoluted process that is should be encouraged with our parents through reward and uh, good talks and self-esteem issues and so forth to help kids feel better about themselves. And if they don't, if they're only basing who their life is on clicks, they're gonna start feeling depressed, right? And they may not have any reason to be depressed.
1: So, what's the guideline you offer parents in terms of access to social media for their children to prevent? Well, you know,
0: it starts with knowing what the hell your kids are looking at. Mm-hmm. All I ever say, and I've always said this, is um, you are a child living in my home or a young adult. I have, this is my house, my things. Not that I don't understand that you want some privacy, but it is, I am going to be looking at every single thing you're doing for your own protection. Because literally, you don't have the capability to decide what is best for you because your brain just simply isn't developed enough. We see this all the time with young children at restaurants and so forth. I've talked about before. Tell a lady what you want. How are your feelings? What feelings are you feeling? They don't know what they're feeling. They don't mm-hmm. know anything. They're a child. Mm-hmm. They're doing the best they can. They don't know how to articulate. So you have to kind of think about that. So give your kid just free reign to be on any app, any this, any that. There are all kinds of new um, app uh, alarms that can go off. You can turn off your kid's phone at a certain time. You should be able to look through your child's phone to see who they're talking to, what they're talking about. Sure, there's a bazillion different ways to go around stuff. Stuff like Snapchat is particularly dangerous because it it deletes the conversation Mm. after 24 hours. There's WhatsApps and things like that. Kids are not stupid. They have plenty of ways to get around this, right? So one of the things is is that when children start, if, if they're allowed to keep their phone with them overnight... That's when all the really dark stuff happens.
1: And I have colleagues who have said that, that they have found in their own houses that they saw better improvement in sleep and and education and behavior yes. when they took the phone away yes. at night. They mm-hmm. said, you know, at eight o'clock at night or whatever the time was, the phone mm-hmm. comes to, to my room and it charges in my room and they don't have it for the night. And I, I know people who have said that they saw a huge change in personality in their child and their Absolutely. behavior and academics when they took it. And the the child got some sleep. The,
0: yes. These children are not sleeping. So as soon as you, you may close the door and threaten their lives and everything else. Don't you dare get out? Oh, sure, sure, sure. Right. Mm-hmm. They're, you know, they're looking at all kinds of stuff. So you got the blue light thing coming on. Right. Mm-hmm. And you also have all these dark places that kids go. 90% of cyber bullying happens in the middle of the night. There's a tragic story here in the UP, a young boy at age, he was age 15 years old. He was sexting with a girl mm. and um, by 6 o'clock in the morning, she was extorting him for money. He had hung himself in his bedroom and his parents were none the wiser, had no idea this one and found him that way because he didn't have the money. And, he th- and she was threatened to show every one of these pictures on the Internet, right? Mm. So that you know, one of the first things is, is discuss with your child what could possibly happen. If somebody asks you to send a nude or a half nude or whatever, understand they have no good intentions with any of that.
1: Well, and I think all too often parents say, oh, my kid would never do that. (laughs) Yes, that's denial. Not my kid. Sure. I have a good kid. My my kid would never... They know better. They know know what I expect. Sure. I
0: don't even have to have that talk with them. Right. 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 Have that talk. I don't care if they sit there and they swear to God, you know, I would never do something like that. We're going to have the talk anyways. Let's say we just have the talk anyways, even Mm -hmm. though I know you're not going to do it. We'll humor them, right? Mm -hmm. And you tell them. It It all starts with the parents. Every bit of this starts with the parents. It's not just about being able to get a hold of your child. It's about shutting them up and keeping them quiet and having them go to their room and not give you any trouble. Because as we were talking about two income families with everybody trying to keep up with the Joneses, these parents are working themselves to death, coming home to a house that they is too big. I mean, not everybody, but I'm just saying, and they can't even afford to furnish it. So common problems <laughs> that you see in your yes, practice. All these are the common time. threats. Common, common threads that I threw. Well, if I take away his phone, do you want to see this meltdown? Uh, go ahead and melt down. Stay in your room while you do it but I'll keep it the phone even longer. I'll take this away or that Mm -hmm. away. I mean, discipline comes in many shapes and forms, but if you have none, that's not going to work for anybody. When you set time limits and app limits, when you give the child the phone, this is where it starts with you. Here you go. Here's your phone. These are the apps you're allowed to have on your phone. These are the apps you're not allowed to have on the phone. This is what you can expect coming over the phone. This is what's or phone or tablet or whatever it may be. And so somebody may be saying to you, Um, They're going to say this to you or say that to you, and that may elicit a response from you. This could be a grown adult man or woman trying to get something out of you, get you to come meet them. But typically, it could be one of your little friends being real ugly because they're jealous of you and what you have, or they don't like you for some particular reason, or this makes them look cool by putting you down. So
1: so these are conversations when we were children to equate that our parents said to us, don't talk to strangers. Here's yeah. a situation. Sure. So this is really the same thing. Don't talk to strangers mm-hmm. taken up on social media. So mm-hmm. it's the same conversation our parents had with us, Yeah. But now it's through social media. Sure. And parents need to look at it that way. Absolutely. It's having that conversation that our parents did.
0: Absolutely. And one of the things that you can do is by encouraging face to face contact with your kids, you know, even if you have to bargain with a little bit, encourage them to understand how much cooler it is to have a party, have some friends over engage Mm -hmm. in some stuff and do some stuff without being connected to your phones that it's just the two, you know, you and your buddies hanging out that how cool that is instead of being like everybody else who's waiting for clicks and likes right? Mm -hmm. That is, I mean, that's a way to kind of, I don't know, manipulate Mm -hmm. your kid to thinking that this is a groovier, cooler way to be, excuse me, instead of being connected to your phone all the time. And that is, kids just think this is, this is where you need to be. This is how you are relevant. And in fact, it isn't. So you need to, for your children to understand what cyberbullying really is, you know, what people do. It can be slow. It can be a bunch of dislikes, a bunch of angry faces, things like that, and something benign you put up there, but some little girl or some guy uh, may just want to, you know, mess with you, and it works. So that's why at night it's like, okay, everything is shut down an hour before we go to bed, low lighting, low noise, no devices on, da-da-da. At 9 o'clock that starts, everybody's asleep by 10, all the devices are picked up at 9, you are going to sleep now. You're going to get a good night's rest. And we make better decisions when we're rested. We do better in school. We feel better about ourselves when we're rested. We're healthier, right? There's a bunch of strung out kids out there right
1: now. I'm sure you saw that in the classroom. Sure. And then to the kid who says to their parent, yeah, but all of my friends get to keep the phone at night. How come I'm the only one? And and this group chat is going on and I can't respond. And and then I get left out or... or or they say, you know what, we're talking about homework. Yeah. And this, and then if I don't respond to the text in a timely fashion, then I'm going to be left doing,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know, whatever on the project. Sure. How was how a parent? What do you, how do you, how do you respond to those? Those are two different issue, it, issues. They're two different
0: issues. It's like, let me see what you're, what, what's going on in the thread,
1: mm-hmm. you
0: know, because you should be able to show me anything. Okay. Let me see what's going on in the thread. Okay. Nobody's doing homework also past nine o'clock at night. Everybody's going to sleep. Okay. So don't pull that one. That's not going to happen. But the point, you know, of all of this is there is, it's it's such a um, double-edged sword. The positivity of social media, all the connections that you can make if you look at it in a positive way and you connect with people in those positive ways. But there's a lot of negativity to it. We are seeing countless TikTokers that are committing suicide, Mm -hmm. influential TikTokers with Mm -hmm. millions of followers committing suicide because of the vicious Things people say, as I told you, I had to get off TikTok because I had a vicious few people coming after me for my mental health quotes that I was talking about that followed me to my home, found Mm. my home phone number and were harassing me. Okay, so who wants that? Nobody wants that. So you have to explain to your children, you know, it can go sideways like this. And it will at some point go sideways like this. People will be mean to you. And you may feel down about yourself. So once again, this comes back to having an open dialogue with your child. What kind of open dialogue can we have? If you feel that you can't speak to your child, if you can't speak to your child and have a down-to-earth conversation or they can't come to you with not everything, but a lot of things that are weighing on them, then you need to talk to somebody with that child. When I was a young adult, my mom and I went through a lot of conflict when I was a teenager. Yeah, I was you know doing all kinds of wild stuff. But my mom said, we're going to a therapist. This is back in the 70s. We're going to a therapist and we're going to sit down and we're going to talk and we're going to work this out. She was like a mediator, and we did. My mom and I worked it out. We came to a conclusion, and you know what? It was a gravy train after that. I could tell her anything. Mm -hmm. It all worked out well. So what you may think, you have to take a look at yourself as a parent. Why am I stalling their ability to tell me what's on their mind? Because if a child is suicidal, it's not all their fault. It's not all your fault. Everybody has a part to play in this. So it's very important that this kid can come to you and tell you, listen, I'm thinking dark thoughts. I, I I'm feeling really at the bottom of the barrel here. And some young man took a picture of me, or some girl is threatening me with this or that. Your open dialogue with your child is going to be the most important thing that you can have with them, so that they can trust that they can tell you without you losing your canoodle and helping them to solve this instead of taking everything away. So that's the most important thing.
1: And for pay and for parents who don't know how to begin. Yeah. Start with a therapist. Yeah, a therapist
0: is great. That's kind of like in the middle. You, where, where to begin is if you're going to give your child a phone, you tell them what apps they can have and what to expect from social media, that there's going to be some really negative people on there and there's going to be a lot of positivity. And if there's any red flags, if there's things that make them feel uneasy or upset, please let me know before it gets to be too big of a situation. And if you're having a hard time talking to your teenager, then let's bring in a therapist, which who could basically be a mediator.
1: And for the people who are listening today, and they've already given their child this phone, and yeah. they didn't do the the, the groundwork, mm-hmm. and they are listening, going, "Oh yeah, some of that's happening in my family. some of that's yeah. happening in my home. What? Mm-hmm. Do, how do they? How do they remedy this? What? What's the first step that they should take to make it better?
0: Open up a can of whoop ass now, <laughs> okay? Uh, It's your home, your child, you're fearful for them. You want to make sure they're okay. Then you just say, I want to see your phone. Let's talk about this. You know, I'm going to give you 10 minutes right now to delete everything that you don't want me to see (laughs) right now. You can do that. If you want to, if you trust your child enough, delete every app, everything, and then we will go from there. And then I will be checking every day on a regular basis because I'm the adult. I'm in fear for your life. And I don't want you to start feeling suicidal because it, this is alarming that, mm-hmm. the, you know, all of these children are attempting suicide. Mm-hmm from ages 15, I don't know about you, but at 15, I was living the high life. Mm-hmm. I was having a great time. I was oh, in school I'm and having gra- a blast.
1: I am so grateful that we grew up in a time without social media and without mm-hmm. computers. The most yeah. we did was pass notes in class. Oh my God, I still have them all. I saved 90% of them. Yeah. I have all my old love
0: notes, all right. everything.
1: That, But that uh, we grew <clears> up in <throat> a very different time. And, and I am grateful that I, as a teenager I didn't have to deal with these
0: yeah these, these challenges, these challenges yeah.
1: because I don't know I, I don't know how I would have handled it yeah I do know that I had parents who were involved and so my parents would have hopefully
0: mm-hmm.
1: had these conversations but I'm grateful that I don't I didn't have to face some of these things these kids do
0: they do and and you know what life is meant to be enjoyed not endured mm-hmm. and these children with what they're dealing with with shootings
1: mm-hmm.
0: and Predators and all the crazy shit going on out there right now, they deserve to lead a happy life. And you know what? The best way for that to come together is less phone, less internet, and more interaction with each other. That's the most important thing you can give your child is a party. Uh, Have your buddies over tomorrow night we'll have pizza, you can do whatever you want, hang out in the basement. Everybody leave your phones at the top of the stairs. If your parents call, I'll let you know. Mm-hmm. That kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Make it a thing, make it a party, make it fun. How long can you go without using your phone?
1: I just saw for uh, a recommendation for when you go out to gr- go out to dinner with a group of friends, yeah. you know? Yeah. And everybody puts their phone in the middle of the table.
0: Yeah. It's a great idea. And the
1: first person <laughs> to grab their phone and check or or scroll sure. or do whatever pays the bill.
0: Oh, I like that. Isn't that a good one? I like that. Yeah. We won't be able to get our teenagers to do that.
1: No, but but still, for like, because there's how many times have you seen people, adults in restaurants, and they're both scrolling. My husband and I are guilty of it. Like, oh my gosh, did you see this? And we're, you know, as we're waiting for dinner. I know. You know, I'm guilty Mm -hmm. of it. You know, of of doing it. So yeah, and I'm well over the teenage years.
0: Absolutely, and let me just say this: Do you not find yourself watching a show that isn't too intense and scrolling through your phone at night? Uh, Unfortunately, yes. I know yeah. we're just as guilty that, as everybody yeah. else. So that's why I understand kidlets out there. I right. get it. I get it. And we just want you to have a better life going forward. Just be sure to instill in your children that if we can't talk, if this is getting dark, if they're preoccupied, if they're exhausted, if they're irritable, if they're not disheveled and they're not, fe- in, they're not feeling well, it means they're spending too much time or they could be very depressed. Mm-hmm. So open dialogue is the key solving this very difficult
1: situation let's end with this quote social media famous yeah is like monopoly rich
0: Ooh, i like
1: that not a good one thank yeah. you social gina. media famous is like monopoly rich
0: <laughs> thank Thanks, you gina
1: thank you for sharing this topic with us today to parents who are listening the difficult conversation is probably the one you need to start with
0: absolutely and uh don't be scared of your kids You're there to parent them, not be their best friend.
1: Parent is a verb. Have a good day.
0: The information in this podcast is for educational purposes only and is not meant to replace treatment or diagnosis by a qualified mental health professional.